Okay, we're back due to a, a, a computer situation. We were cut off. Uh, we were in Genesis chapter 6, and we're down to where the sons of God came into the sons of, and to the daughters of men and gave birth, and there were giants in the earth in those days. Genesis chapter 6, verse 4. And in verse 5, it said, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And God said it repented him. They had made man on the earth. Well, what happened was that the whole earth was, was immersed in sin. Mm -hmm. And so God caused a flood. You mean much like it is now? <laughs> Much like it is now, but in those days, God caused a flood, wiped out the whole shebang, and started over with Noah and his wife and his three sons. And so, uh, now, but now we're going to cover that more, um, more thoroughly when we get to our study on demonology. We just wanted you to know that fallen angels are one of the classifications of angels. Cherubim and seraphim. Um, are, are, they attend to God's will and God's work. Now, we, we think that there are, are only male angels. If they're, I don't think they're there sex. Are, there are no female me angels mentioned. Never no. mentioned. Never mentioned. Not in Scripture. Because angels in heaven do not procreate. Well, how do you know that, because Dick? They don't marry, and they're not Because given in Matthew chapter 22, verse 30, it says they neither marry nor are given uh, in marriage, and these are called the angels in heaven. So, can angels procreate? Well, they did before the flood. I suspect that God cut that off after the flood because we don't see the Nephilim Again, mentioned, now there were some giants. Goliath was a giant, uh, but giants were not prevalent. Uh, there was also another giant whose bed uh, would only, would only uh, accommodate a 10-foot-long man. But we'll, we'll study that more. In, oh, you're talking about Og, king of Bashan. Yeah, Og, that's right. Yeah. And so um, we'll, we'll, we'll cover that more in study on demonology. Right now, we're not in demonology. We just wanted to let you know that angels were created, uh, and that there were some that left their first estate and were uh, and were cast out of heaven onto earth, and they are now called the prince of the powers of the air in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2. Satan and his minions are called now the prince of the powers of the air. They have access to heaven. They just can't live there. Okay, now let's 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 answer another question. You ever ask your question? How many angels are there? Oh, I, I, innumerable. There's a my favorite singing group, secular group, was called the Four Freshmen, and uh, um, they sang a song, which there was a phrase where they sang, "Tell me how many angels can there be?" Well, there is kind of an answer to that. And what's the answer to that, Kurt? Well, I think it's it's innumerable. So we can't know. Is that right? I think that's correct. I, we can't know exactly. Yeah, we we just can't know how many of them. But of course, in in the uh, we see in in the Revelation chapter five verse eleven, 
where angels are mentioned. And it said there were 10,000 oh. times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. Right. <laughs> now, if you do the math, yeah. and that was not my best subject, but I didn't do too badly in it. I got through trigonometry. But anyway, <laughs> if you multiply 10,000 times 10,000, you get 100 billion. Yeah. But that's not all. Yeah. And there were thousands, thousands of thousands. thousands. That. So that leads one to believe that the actual number is innumerable. We, you, you, there's no way to know. And we no can't God know. Knows. And we can't know. Uh, there are countless. In, and, and you want to put these references down because we're not going to read them, except maybe we'll read Hebrews. But it says, uh, Matthew 26, verse 53, talking about the innumerability of angels. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22, uses the term innumerable. They're, they're innumerable. Psalm 68, 17 also talks about how angels are countless. Now, why in the world did there have to be so many? And we're going to talk about what angels do. What is their job? Can their presence be felt or seen? Oh, yeah. Well, from personal experience, I think so. Your okay. dad. Huh? Your dad. Yeah, dad. grandpa. Okay. But let's just talk, talk, talk about the scriptures. Lot saw some angels. They came to yeah. Sodom oh, and yeah. said, "Get, we got. I got to get your carcass out of here. He didn't want to come, and they dragged him out. Well, you said, could they be felt? Can their presence be felt? Yeah. Do you mean seen or felt? Both. And we'll talk about both. Okay. Uh, they were seen by Lot. Uh, they were seen by Hagar. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Sarah's mistress who was cast out. Yeah. And the angels came and ministered to him. And they bail him and his donkey. Yeah. Donkey mm -hmm. saw. Yeah. They saw the angels. Yeah. And so angels, yes, they can be seen. Yeah. Now. Is it frequent? Curtis, have you ever seen an angel? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know either. I, I don't felt think the I, presence of something that I think had We'll to talk be. about that in just a minute. Yeah. Have you ever seen one, Sherry? Your sister in the bank after your father died. That's exactly right. And I'm glad. And we're going they to give these right, illustrations. Okay. Came right up to her. She didn't know who he was in a top hat and nice coat. Yep, Do I'm going to quickly. So let's give you some illustrations just from our personal experiences. Now, we're being biblical here. God, God sent his angels to do his work on earth and his will on earth. And there's a whole list of things. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about some personal things. Um, I'm going to tell you about what my wife just said. My When my mother was dying. No. Who? Your dad when just, my daddy was yeah when my dad was sick and in the hospital with cancer my sister went into the bank she had some business to do with regard to dad's uh, finances and she was writing at the table mm -hmm. filling out a form and a stranger came up never seen him before dressed nicely mm -hmm. came up to her and said you need to do this quickly and he just walked off. And he disappeared. Just walked off. Was that an angel? She wrote. My it. dad then died within days. I can tell you about um, 
my father, who was not given to exaggeration. Definitely not. No, he had a good sense of humor. But as a lad, he decided one day he was going to go into a stream, which is in Glen Oak Park in the city of Peoria. Yeah. He was just a lad, probably preteen, but he went over there, decided to go take a swim in the creek. It was it was a pleasant creek, you know, uh, and he swam. And a thunderstorm occurred, and it was a sudden cloudburst, which kind of unexpected, and he didn't expect it because he was a kid, for crying out loud. And and it, it, this cloudburst was so bad that the, that the stream... Uh, um, became overflowing, yeah. and and uh, it was probably somewhere in the neighborhood of ten feet deep because he couldn't touch the bottom, and the current was so swift he could not swim against it or save himself. He was out of control, and suddenly there appeared a man oh, who right. was who was head and shoulders above the level of the water. Grandpa told me that he he was taken under the water by the force of the stream and felt somebody grab his arm right before he thought he was dead Yep, and pull him up out of the water. That's right. Set him on his shoulders. Yep. Walked him to a bridge. Yeah. I remember a bridge. A short little wooden bridge that they had over the, over the Creek, set him on the edge of the bridge, turned around and walked against the current up out of the water into the woods, out of sight. Now, in a 10-foot creek, he could still see the shoulder, the head and the shoulders of this, whoever this individual was. Now, wow. who or what is 12 foot tall? You've never known anybody. Can that walk That's right. against the stream of a raging current. Yeah. That's right. Let me tell you what happened. With, it's not humanly possible. And and Sharon is here. She'll attest to this. We were coming back from a trip down south. I think we were in Texas, maybe, to see your mom and dad. We were coming back uh, to our home state and our hometown. We were on Interstate 55, headed towards a place called Champaign, Illinois, where we would pick up an Interstate 74, which would take us on into uh, our hometown, East Peoria. Now, it began to snow. Mm -hmm. yeah. It began to snow. And I'm telling you, Yo. it became icy and slick. And, and we were taking it easy. And I was in control of the car pretty well. And a semi passed us. Oh, and the wind from that semi blew us off of the interstate down into a ditch, which was at the minimum 10 to 12 feet deep. Down we went. I lost control. We were in a little Toyota Matrix. And brother, that thing did a 360 degree turn at the bottom of that, of that ravine. And I'm still not in control. And when it stopped spinning, my car was about already a third to a half of the way up back up the hill. And I was praying, Toward Lord, the, don't let anybody come by. And you know what? <laughs> we gunned it, put it up on the road, and were able to get back on the highway because now there was no traffic in sight. How did that happen? Well, God wasn't done with me yet, obviously. Yeah. That happened probably 30 years ago, didn't it, Sharon? Mm, 
probably quite that yeah, but 25 to 30 years ago i'm still here preaching the word of god yeah. god wasn't done with me yet how did that happen yeah. an unseen angel you were on Interstate 55 once. Oh boy! I, when I was working in Elgin, Illinois, uh, and I would, then I was seeing a young lady back here in Peoria at the time, and so I would, I would drive in my, in my Ford Econovan. It was a conversion van. I would drive back on the weekends from Elgin to Peoria and then back to, to Elgin. Well, this was shortly, just days before Christmas. And uh, I was on my way to Peoria. It started to snow. Uh, and it, it wasn't a, a heavy driving snow or anything like that. It was pretty light, but it was wet mm -hmm. and the conditions were, were cold enough to where as soon as it hit the pavement, it was freezing. Yeah. Now, I didn't realize how bad it had gotten, but I was going about 60 miles an hour. And right about the Oswego uh, exit, I, I came to an overpass, and when I got about a quarter of the way over to that overpass, I felt the rear end of the van just take off to the left. Yeah. And I mean, I was sideways in the highway before I knew it, and I did a couple of 360s. The back end of my van hit the side rail, the guardrail, and bounced off. I did a couple more 360s. Yeah. I'm not sure how many even. But the, when I got done spinning, is the only thing that stopped me from spinning was the front end of the van hitting the other side of the guardrail on the other side of the highway. And right about that time, I felt the rear end of the van raise up in the air, and I thought, this is it. I'm going over. But at that, right at that moment, I, and this is in the days before seatbelts were mandatory. Yeah. I wasn't wearing one, but I felt something slam against my chest. And I know it wasn't the steering wheel because I still had my arms on that sucker. Yeah. Okay. And I, and there was a good foot and a half of space between me and the steering wheel. And I felt something hit me in the chest, basically, bam, put me up against the back of the seat. I hollered, no. And then the back end of the van went kablam and slammed back down on the highway. Now, the force of that impact, the front end impact on the other side of the guardrail, was enough to raise that van. How come it wasn't enough to throw me through the windshield? Mm -hmm. Well, because Something of that arm. You back. Well, I don't know what that was, but I'll tell you what. Uh, I could take a pretty good educated guess, I think. Yeah. So God wasn't done with you yet either. Evidently not. How about that? Okay. Okay. Now, these are just experiences. Uh, and, and you say, are, are those scriptural? Well, let's be honest. There was an angel in the, in the burning furnace, furnace where Daniel was thrown. That's right. Isn't that well, right? Well, he was in a lion's den. He, You're oh, talking he, about Shadrach, Meshach, okay. and Abednego. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. So anyway, what I'm saying to you is yeah. they were present. They yeah. can be seen. Right. By and large, they're invisible, mm -hmm. but they can be seen. When God wants them to be seen. And they can be felt. And they can be felt. That's the answer hey, to yes. your question. Jacob wrestled with one, didn't he? Isn't that something? Jacob wrestled with an angel. He lost. Yeah. Big time. <laughs> <laughs> so 
Uh, these are things in the Bible. They occur there. Angels, number one, are real. Number two, they are created. Number three, they're called the sons of God. Number four, there, there are innumerable angels in heaven. Number five, they can be seen and are seen and can be felt. Now, having said all that, what is it that angels do? The will of God. Why were they created? Let's talk about it, shall we? Now, here again, we're not going to read most of these scriptures, but we'll get you. We'll give you this scripture reference. And I th and I thank God for uh, this book that I have uh, on all the doctrines of the Bible, written by Doctor Herbert Locke here years ago. <coughs> and uh, pardon me. <coughs> and I'm not sure that he's still living, but this is this is something. They appeared to Abraham. They they appeared to Hagar. They appeared to Jacob. Um, they appeared to Lot. Uh, uh, it, so they appeared time and time again. Um, the the, uh, the ass of Balaam uh, saw him. And so they, they, they um, what do they do? Well, let's look at, oh, let's look at, uh, let's look at some of their attributes uh, before that. Uh, here's some of the attributes of, of angels. First of all, they're holy ones. Mark chapter 8, verse 38. Um, and Lockyer says they are, and he's talking about the angels in heaven, without sex or sensuous desires. Uh, and in Matthew 22, verse 30, uh, they are high, and they have... Uh, and they have some limited intelligence of angels, but if they have a higher degree of intelligence, Matthew 24, 36, the angels are bearers of the saved to heaven. Luke 16, verse 22, they take believers to heaven. The angels are ready to obey their Lord, Matthew 26, 53, to accompany him at his return, Matthew 25, 31, to assist him in judgment, Matthew 13, 41, and 49. The angels joy over repentant sinners, Luke 15, 10, 1 Corinthians 4, 9, Ephesians 3, 10, 1 Peter 1, 12. The angels are witnesses of Christ's confession, Luke 12, verse 8. He's the Son of God. The angels are especially interested in God's little ones. Matthew chapter 18, verse 10. They're vast and countless in number. They are spirits with delegated power to become visible uh, in the semblance of human form. Their power is inconceivable. You want to look at Revelation 18, verses 1 and verse 21. They are conspicuous for great wisdom. And we see that 2 Samuel 14, 20, Matthew 24, 36, Ephesians 3, 10. They have great patience, Numbers 22, verses 22 through 35. 
They are noted for their meekness. 2 Peter 2, hmm. verse 11, and Jude, verse 9. For their modesty, 1 Corinthians 11, 10. For their holiness, Mark 8, 38. For their obedience, Psalm 103, verse 20. For their knowledge, Mark 13, 32, and 1 Peter 1, 2. They are noted for willpower, Isaiah 14, um, verses 12 to 14. They're, 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 uh, 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 one of their attributes is their immortality, Luke 20, verse 36. And they need no rest, yeah. Revelation 4, 8. And they're noted for traveling at great speed. Ezekiel 1, the whole chapter. And Revelation 8, verse 13. They are noted for ascending and descending into heaven and to earth. Genesis 28, 12. They are noted for wearing garments. John chapter 20, verse 12. They're noted for being subject to God, standing before him. Matthew 22, 30. They appear unawares. Hebrews chapter 13, yeah. verse 2. Can we read that one? You want to read it? I want to read that one. All right. Only because... I feel like I have entertained angels unawares. It, it, I, I don't know. And my sister, too. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Becky. She yeah. thought that was a man. Yeah. Anyway, so it says, let brotherly love continue. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unaware. Oh my goodness! There you go. So, so you could be coming in, into contact with one and not really even be aware of it, but be kind, right? Okay. Into hospitality. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yep. So anyway, uh, we've already talked about the three angels that were named: Michael, Gabriel, and Lucifer. We've already talked about. The other classifications of angels, seraphim and cherubim. There's another classification of angels. Michael was an archangel. That means a chief one. Um, there, uh, there are four uh, um, kinds of angels among those who are rebelled. They, they're called principalities, Ephesians 1.1. 1, 1. They are called authorities, Ephesians 1.21 and, and verse 6. They are called world rulers of darkness. Daniel 10, verses 13, 21, and Ephesians 1, verse 21. They are called spiritual, spiritual wicked spirits operating from the heavenlies. Again, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 21, and Colossians verse 1, or chapter 1, Verses 16 through 18. Good angels are referred to as 
watchers. Daniel 4, verse 13 and 23. They're referred to as sons of the mighty. Psalm 89, 6. And it was, as we've already seen there, called sons of God. And you should have those references. Genesis 6, 1 through 4, and in Job, and in and they're, they are called the congregation of the mighty. Psalm 82, verse 1. They're even referred to as saints. Psalm 69, verse 7. They are called hosts, Psalm 33, 6, yeah. Luke 2, 13. They're called spirits, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 14. They're even called the elect, oh, yeah. 1 Timothy 5, 1. Are we having any fun yet? I am. <laughs> Just think about all those things about angels, which you never heard before from a pulpit. Well, every once in a while, you ought to get on a pretty good podcast. Yeah, if you're looking for one of those, we would suggest um, the Christian Underground News Network. <laughs> Again, that's the Christian Underground News Network. Yeah. Shameless, by the, by the way, plug. Thank there you. are there, according to uh, the diagnostics, we've had over 11,000 hits yeah. on that in less than a year, and uh, we're grateful for that. Thank you for tuning in, Absolutely. all you people, Absolutely. and uh, and we pray that you're being blessed and some are being saved, but we must continue. So we've talked about all of these things. Now, we're going to need, and we'll do this uh, on Saturday morning, uh, we'll do another episode on angels because we need to know what they do. We've talked about what they are, where they are, how many there are, how do they appear? Can they appear? Hey, yeah. Hey, if we're going to do another half hour segment to finish this up, yeah. Can we address a specific question? Let's ask it. Do each of us have, a guardian, a guardian angel. angel. Okay. Do we? Okay. Let's since since we've only got about four minutes left in this, let me get started on what they do, and then we'll and then oh, okay. Let's use that as a teaser so that you'll have to do it in again. <laughs> Isn't that sneaky? Well, the truth is, there's so much about this thing that nobody's ever taught you before that we're trying to do a a complete as complete as we humanly can and it's going to take us more than this first hour okay so let's start out uh, with the responsibilities of 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 angels i mean uh, they 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 do god's will um, with with joy and with pleasure psalms 103 verse 21 and uh, um, their mission and ministry generally are related to guardianship mm -hmm. that might get answer your question that might answer my yeah, question. Yeah, that's right yeah. yeah they're able to fight boldly they're capable of of uh, material uh, uh operation in the in the earthly plane um 
they are even amazed at uh, uh, the, the divine plan of God, and they help to execute it. First Peter chapter one verse twelve. They are described usually as being in white apparel. Matthew four, uh, or excuse me, Revelation four, verse four, uh, and they are they are righteous, and and now we're going to. Uh, begin with a list of things that these celestial beings do. A minute and a half, sir. Their responsibilities. Um, we're, we're, we're going to, uh, maybe we'll end this episode okay. with a word of prayer and an invitation and with the gospel message, as is our usual. Okay seeing that there are angels that carry saints into heaven. You need to be a saint. The only way you can become a saint is by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Won't you do that today? The Philippian jailer said, what must I do to be saved? And Paul and Silas says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your wonderful and marvelous grace which appeared at all men. We pray that through this message and by your word and your Holy Spirit, you'll convict someone today of their sin and cause them to change their ways. But that doesn't save them. Change their ways by believing yeah. in him whom they had not previously believed. And we'll praise you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.